Welcome everyone to the Man Nerd Podcast. I'm the Man Nerd, also known as Andrew. Now, today we have another episode of Nerd to Nerd. This is where I get to know one nerd each episode. What is a nerd? A nerd is anyone. It is everyone. It doesn't matter what you look like, how you talk, where you're from, who you're attracted to. It's all about at least one passion. It can be anything. It could be a bunch of people that like folding laundry. They just nerd out on that stuff. So today, I am joined by Chris, a player of the Last Nerds on Earth podcast. Their current campaign is the Five Crystals. He goes by Skystar Online, but plays Rain Stormstar, a half-elf ranger on the campaign. How you doing, Chris? I'm good. Uh, I think I'm currently a gnome, though. Yes, but no big spoilers, though. No big spoilers. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yes. that's right. We haven't gotten that far yet. So as you can tell, stuff gets a little crazy. Let's go through your Dungeons & Dragons history. Do you remember your first D&D game? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. What's your earliest one? Your earliest one, what edition was it? What, what um, were you doing that you can remember? The earliest one I can remember uh, was, uh, I think I was about 20. I was uh, at a convention, Conuga, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And it was just a, like, they had tables set up. And uh, it was just like, here's a character sheet, sit down, let's go. That was my first experience playing actual Dungeons and Dragons. How was that? Were you were you nervous? Was it awkward? I know for me, I was like, I don't know what to do, but I was with you guys, so it was all good. Well, I had, I had done some LARPing uh, for the year previous to that. I had gotten into LARPing, so I wasn't I wasn't completely green, but um, it was my first time playing with like a, a someone who actually knew what they were doing. That changed the experience. Oh yeah, it definitely can. Now now were they like leading? everything was it the dungeon master or was it another player that really knew what they were doing uh i remember it's actually both the dungeon master and another player like we had we had there was one guy who was experienced and the dungeon master had been he'd been running games in his own words for like 30 years prior to that oh nice he was old school dnd oh i bet now now was this what edition was this that you first played 3.5. 3.5. Okay. I have never played that. I've only played five. What's the, what's the difference? I hear people talk about it, but I've never really experienced it. So uh, since then, I've, I've played one and two. Like, I've played both original D&D and second edition D&D. 3.5 was, in my opinion, the first one where the goal of the game was to get new players. This was not long after, I believe, Wizards of the Coast actually bought D&D and uh, really tried to start marketing it. Oh, nice. So they were trying to make it more mainstream, more appealing to the masses. Yeah. Nice. Uh, anything in that that first or that game you remember, anything in the, in the story that really uh, stuck out or is it just one of those where they all blend together after a while? Yeah, technically that was an official game, like part of the D&D big campaign they do. And uh, I still have that character in my in one of my books somewhere. I went off the rails and stole five gold bars from Tiamat because it was Horde of the Dragon Queen. And I still have those gold bars on that game. Nice. <laughs> Were there any class differences between 3, 5, and 5? Actually, yeah, there, there was quite a lot. I was a rogue in that one just because that's, that's the character type I've always been very familiar with. But since then, 
Yeah, there there have been major differences to the classes. Rogues in three and three point five are they're more classic rogue, like just just thieves and rakes and stuff like that. Whereas five, they're a bit more like you have more variety within the concept of rogue that's built into the story of the game. Yeah. Uh, one question that I never even thought of till now: Was there multi-classing in the three point five? So you oh, can yes. expand on your character? Okay. Okay, that's good. Very much so. And if you know what you're doing, it's really easy to accidentally break it. So hard. We know a certain player that likes to try to break things quite often. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, maybe he's right here with me right now. No. How long have you been playing RPGs? Was You said uh, since you were 20, was that really your first thing? You said you were LARPing. That does kind of count. Any other games that you were into before that? So, I mean, mostly video games. I got into LARPing when I was about 19 after I healed up from a bad car wreck. And my friend was like, hey, come do this so you can, you know, get outside and interact with other human beings. Because apparently that's the thing you're supposed to do. Yeah, it's it's a little important <laughs> as a yeah. human. So I, I got in I got into World of, uh, World of Darkness LARPing, which is uh, a game by... Uh, White Wolf. They're really fun. And uh, that that was my first game. Was, and was that just like army against army type of thing? No, it, it's vampires. Like you play a vampire oh. or a werewolf or something like that. It's, oh, it's, that's cool. It's, it's very interactive, very political and fun. That sounds cool. Never really got into that myself, but always kind of wanted to. Did do a little thing at a, at a convention a little while back, and I got my ass kicked by foam swords. So there's that. That's, I never did that particular style of LARPing. <laughs> I know people that did. In fact, I know a person that does. I work with them. But I never got into it, mostly because I don't, I, I, I don't need that many new bruises. Yeah. I was more of a uh, uh, airsoft paintball guy, which I was horrible at it, but it was fun. Here's one you got to think about, probably. How does your early experience with role playing compare to how you play now? Do you play differently because of your experience? Do you try to go back to that old feeling of it's new? What do you do? So when I was when I was first playing, I I stuck pretty hard with what I knew. Like I played rogues a lot. I played honestly, I played a lot of homeless people because like it was something I understood. Like people that move around, wanderers, aimless, just because my childhood was chaotic. So it's something I understood. As I got older, ironically enough, playing those characters helped me move past a lot of that. Now I'm way more adventurous. Like uh, this is the, the your uh, that game you mentioned, Five Crystals. Is the first time I've played a ranger. I've I've since I've also played mages and fighters and wide variety of characters that at that time I never would have considered playing. Oh, that's cool. Yes, you are hell of good at being a rogue. Like you're a rogue on this side one that we're doing, which will be on the Man Nerd podcast eventually. He is pretty amazing at it. We are high level, but man, he thought of things that I would have never thought of. And he also does risky stuff too, like usual. <laughs> it's ha half, the, half the fun is coming up with crazy, stupid ideas and then just waiting for the DM to go, that's not gonna work, but roll it anyway. And then you roll that good roll and the dumb thing works. 
Yep. Or some or fails sometimes it works too good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that could also be fun too. <laughs> yeah, your failures can be just as fun as your successes, and that's that's part of what I love. All right. So one last question on your D and D history, and then we're gonna jump right into the five crystals. What is the biggest thing that you personally get out of playing D&D or other RPGs? I know you talked about moving past things from your past and, you know, yeah. expanding things and maybe even human interaction. But but what is the biggest thing for you? Uh, honestly, that that's a tough question simply because it can it can vary so much. In in recent years, for me, a lot of my gaming has been done on my computer online, you know, o- over websites like Discord and other, you know, player sites. Mm-hmm. And I like it because I get to play with people I would never otherwise get to play with. Like I've I've played with people from all over the world. Like I have um, one guy I regularly play. Uh, we met in D and D, and like even though we don't like do D together anymore we still regularly get on like xbox and we'll talk and we'll play together and he lives in like california uh there's another girl who lives in ireland who i talk to regularly and we play together uh got a guy from um i think we had a guy on from uh, a thing from australia from a yeah. podcast yeah. on our five crystals yeah yeah fate's grip yeah, I would I would never get to play with these people in real life. And that to me is just like quintessential what this game is about. Oh yeah. Getting to meet and hang out with new people. Like I never thought that we would be playing I didn't know you before the five crystals. I didn't know a cube. And uh that's that's pretty cool, man. Just jumping in and knowing people. And especially if I don't know if uh if you've gotten into like the, the Twitter aspect of the TTRPG community. So many people out there. So many cool people. I have to be honest. I, I've tried Twitter. I do not know how it works. Yeah, I was just like that until I had to learn it for <laughs> Last Nerds on Earth. But uh, yeah, there's so many cool people. It can suck you in, though. You've got to be careful. Take breaks. I Big breaks. I have recently really gotten into TikTok. I find it hilarious. Like oh, some dear. of the creative stuff that goes on there. It sucks me in, and I'll just like an hour scrolling through. Yeah, there there are some good videos there. All right, so let's jump into Last Nerds on Earth, because that's basically how we met. So I had Jack on here uh, before, and he explained how we all met. He put, put an ad on Roll20. Now, what was your perspective of that whole, you know, process? Like, were you expecting uh, anything? Were you just looking for a game? How'd that come about? I was trolling for a game, and I'm going to be honest, because I remember he put on there that it would be a, a podcast, and uh, I hadn't, like, I, as a general rule, like, defaulted, uh, weeded out anything that was podcast. So Jax was the first one I ever applied to that I, I knew it was going to be a podcast, just because mm. I'm, I'm not, like normally an outgoing person uh i i like i like my solitude it took you a while to come out of your shell for sure it definitely did <laughs> yeah so was, i was i was like why not so i i threw him a character concept like here's what i want to play and he got back to me and he's like yeah great let's do it i was like okay yeah, I, I think for me that that first meeting we had on Discord, just, you know, everybody talking and 
getting to know each other a little bit, that's really what made me want to play with all of you. Yeah. It helped that we had a good dynamic from, from the get-go. Yeah, it did. We all have our roles to play, and I think we our personalities just worked out perfectly for that. I, I won't lie, though. It took me a while to separate whose voice was whose. So especially for, like, most of the first section, like, the first, like, section of the game, I don't actually know who's talking. I'm just kind of responding to what I think's going on and hoping I'm right. Well, I edited a lot of that, so you're pretty good. And to tell you a secret, I had to look at who was talking on Discord to see who was who, and I had a little cheat sheet up to see whose screen name was who on the podcast. Yeah, I totally had to do that for a while. Trying to match screen names with character names with voices. Yep. <laughs> when, you, when you're not in the same room and don't know them, that's a little rough. And especially on here, now that we can't really, you can't see who's talking. But good thing right. we know our voices now. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to you guys now. So like, I can be like, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's Mandrew. Okay, I, I know who's talking. Oh, that's Jack. That's, yeah. All right. So now, how did you come up with Rainstorm Star? Did you just throw it together? Sort of, but not really. So once I really got into gaming, I started just having various character concepts always in the back of my head and every once in a while I'll just toss one together see how it looks keep it toss it whatever rainstorm stars just one that's kind of been like was a loose concept that had been rolling around in the back of my head for a while and i figured this game was a perfect chance to to try them out so i tossed them together and um yeah now you have your arrow slinging ranger yeah who everybody knows is a gnome now instead of a half elf but you'll have to listen to find out why. Yeah, he was, he was also supposed to be my anti-edge character. Yeah, that didn't really work out eventually for you. No, you, no, you, it did you not. You succeeded for a little while, for a little while, until Jack got involved. He started out that way, then Jack was like, no. Absolutely not. You have the most edge out of everybody. <laughs> well, now, now I do. Now, uh, when you created him, did you have that, that background, or did you kind of build it as you went? Uh, I had, I had the bullet points of the background, uh, already, like, the major points, like, he came from this region, these, this is his family, uh, he grew up, like, this is a general idea of the village, and then I sort of filled it in as we went, like, I would, I would hear an idea, um, and I just kind of, oh, that sounds really good, and I tweak it to fit him, and it get, it gets slotted in to his background. And that worked out, like, I... I love your background, village you came from, and then Jack's portrayal of your mother. That was just awesome. That was <laughs> that was definitely something special. Yeah, very, very special. All right, so what are some of your favorite moments from the campaign? But uh, no, no big spoilers. Um, you can be vague about the big spoilers. <laughs> I I don't I don't think this will be too much of a big spoiler. Uh, I. One, one of my all-time favorite moments is when we got our, our special unique items from the shop in the swamp. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you we know have, how that we turned have abused, out. <laughs> we have abused that staff so hard. <laughs> so many times. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jack fully regrets it. And if you do not know, this isn't a real big spoiler, but 
we got a staff that turns you into potato. So, you can see how we could use that in every single way that we can think of. And I still have more ways to use it. We do still have it, right? Like... Oh yeah, I haven't gotten rid of okay, that thing. Yeah, yeah. It did. It did not uh, go away with the catastrophe. With with what I like to refer to myself as the incident. The incident. Okay, so that's gonna be the end of season two, everybody. Which we haven't gotten to yet, but uh, it's pretty close. So stay tuned and have some tissues ready. Moving on from that, who is your favorite NPC, and what made you like that character? Oh, that that's a tough one, but I would I would have to go with uh, the little girl from the boat whose oh, name yes. suddenly escaped me. Philomena. Yes, Philomena. Mostly because I love how Jack portrays her. It's hilarious. And she was always jumping out trying to scare you. That, that was a good uh, interaction that he gave you. Good yeah. NPC to player thing. It's such a such a fun character. Oh yeah, too bad she really hasn't emerged since that uh, that first arc. She really hasn't come back too much. Well, in in fairness, we yeah we spent most of our time on land since then. We we've had some sailing voyages, but most of our time's been on land. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Not too much time on the boat, but maybe that'll change. Who knows? We'll see. Let's get down to you, Chris. Not Rainstorm Star. Not Sky Star. What are some other passions that you have other than RPGs and gaming? Uh, I'm I'm a huge pop culture nerd. Do you like everything like movies, uh, music, art? Mostly, uh, mostly movies. I'm a big movie nerd, which is good considering I, I work for a theater. Well, that helps. Yeah. You like what you do. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoy what I do. I, I mostly love movies. I, in particular, uh, to go along with your intro earlier, my my big nerdum is uh, Godzilla. I'm I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Oh, I gotta ask then. I think it was 1998, Matthew Broderick. How did you like that one? Oh, Godzilla 2000. Yeah, I I know the one you're talking about. And uh, was I it 98? It. Yeah, it was somewhere around there. But the, the movie yeah. the movie came out in 98, but everyone kind of colloquially refers to it. As Godzilla 2000. Okay. Because it was it was meant to be the Millennium Godzilla, and uh, everyone hated it. Uh, fun fact: it was so universally the movie version was so universally hated that Toho, the company that owns God, the Godzilla name, bought that version of the character just so they could murder him in the first few seconds of their next Godzilla movie. <laughs> which I believe was destroy all monsters. Like it shows up and it dies. Well, there you go. I did not know that one. <laughs> the cartoon version of that character was incredibly popular though. Don't get that, but it really was. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't like it anymore, but I did like that version of the movie. I, I watched it in theaters a couple times. I loved Speed Racer as a kid and as an adult, I watched that and think I was brain damaged. Yeah. Yeah, that one is, uh, that one's too much on the eyes. You know what? I gotta keep with the Godzilla just for a couple minutes. Now, you, you gotta talk to me about the new series. You know, Godzilla, King Kong, King of Monsters, and then, of course, Godzilla vs. Kong. What's your opinion of that series? It's, it's gotten progressively better. 
one of the weirdest complaints I've heard about it, uh, especially in in um, uh, the second big Godzilla movie by Legendary Studios, was there's not enough human interaction. And uh, my general response to that is, uh, you went to a Godzilla movie to watch the humans? You went to the wrong movie. It's a monster movie. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm here to see the title character. Like, I want to see Godzilla. Like, Godzilla destroy, uh King of the Monsters was just, it was, it was a beautiful spectacle. And honestly, that, that's what Godzilla vs. King Kong is. It's, it's a beautiful, it's a spectacle. Yes. And then the surprise character that they kept secret for some reason. That's crazy. Oh. I didn't even expect that, which we can't spoil it for people, but yeah, it I'm was, not, uh, not going to spoil that. But let, let's be honest, uh, if, if, for, especially for fans of the characters, if they haven't figured it out by now, they're not paying attention. Yeah, it's all over. But if you're like me, you, you avoid every article and everything if you're going to watch it. Just so you can be surprised. I freaking yeah, hate no, spoilers. I, it's, it's actually worse for me because I work in a movie theater. Now, normally I'm lucky. If it's a movie I really want to see, I, I usually get to preview it a night or two before it actually releases. Which is really nice because I get to avoid any chance of spoilers. But occasionally for any number of reasons that may not be possible. So I now have to do my job without accidentally walking into a theater of a movie I want to see, like, mid-scene, and now I'm going to have that scene in my head until I can see the movie going, okay, I need, what's the context for this? Like, the main character just got shot. Yeah, like watching a show that you actually <laughs> turn out to really like, but your first episode you ever watched was, like, season three, episode four. And you're like, right? what the it's hell? Like I need to know. series. <laughs> So you play catch up <laughs> and it can be the most frustrating thing too. Cause like until you can actually see it, like watch all the stuff that leads up to that moment. It's just this itch in the back of your head. Like I need to know when I get to that, when am I getting to that? Especially when you didn't pay attention to what episode you watched. So you don't know what season you right? just remember what they kind of looked like. And you're like, they don't look like that yet. Damn it. Next season. They don't look like that yet. Damn it. That was, that was actually my first exposure to some of my favorite sci-fi franchises. Is I'd just be flipping and I'd flip over to the sci-fi channel and, uh, oh, there's Stargate. Uh, oh, which, yeah. which Stargate is this? And like, like, oh, it's Stargate Atlantis. This is like the middle of the series. Okay, I need to watch the entire series now. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I went through all those. SG-1, Atlantis, uh, Universe. Oh, man. Atlantis was probably my favorite. Uh, uh, SG-1 was my favorite. SG-1 was amazing, but it got so weird after season, like, six. It, it really did. I think they stretched it out just a little too long. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but come on, Jason Momoa in oh, Stargate yeah. Atlantis. Oh, yeah, he was my favorite character, for sure. Even before he was big. Well, he was always a big dude, I guess. Yes, muscular. Yeah, there we go. Okay, getting off topic. Anyway, so we're getting to the end here, but I'm saving this last question. You've got to answer it truthfully, man. Okay. You seem to have some really obscure knowledge that comes out of nowhere, like Chinese literature and the origins of weird items such as braziers. Where the heck does that come from? Uh, 
are are you also referring to the uh, me just knowing that soap has been around for like thousands and thousands of years? Yeah, yep, that too. As well as as well as glue, glue has been around mm-hmm, for thousands mm-hmm. of years. Um, so that comes from when I get bored, I just go on the internet and look things up. That that's, ah, that's a hobby. You're a rabbit hole guy. I, I get bored and some random thought just shoots through my head and I'm like, oh, where did shoestring come from? And next thing I know, I'm three wiki articles deep in the history of shoestring. Okay, I didn't expect that. <laughs> I expected some weird interest like that it grew from this and then you moved on to this and then this is how you learned it. But no, you just like random ass shit. <laughs> like when I get bored, I go learn things. That's how I relieve my boredom. Well, that's not the worst thing to do. It, it it actually did grow from something. So when I was a little kid, I actually got grounded from reading. Like my mother would take away my reading privileges because that was the only way to actually punish me for things. Because I didn't, I didn't up, have man. normal activities. <laughs> like I wasn't, I, I didn't hang, like I didn't really care to hang out with like friends or stuff like that. So she couldn't. Like, grounding me to stay home would just be a privilege. Like, I'd be like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> now I have an excuse not to go anywhere. So, like, she would take, she would be like, all right, so you're not allowed to do any leisure reading. Well, I was like, okay, so I can't leisure read, which means as long as I'm learning something, it's okay. So when I was 12, I was grounded for an entire summer. So I read the entire 1989 Britannica Encyclopedia. Just in You're a insane. <laughs> You're insane. Okay, back to the intro. You nerd out on reading. Yes. You are a total reading nerd. There we go. Literature. All right, so we've actually gotten to the end of the episode. Now, this is what I do with everybody. I'm going to throw you on the spot here. We're going to have an outro challenge. I'm going to play the outro music. You're going to throw out a one-liner outro, and then... I can go first if you want. You can go first. I'll let you choose. And we're going to just compare. Last time, I I horribly lost. Really badly. Jack was awesome. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. You ready for this? You want me to go or you want to go? I'll I'll go. Okay. I'll just get it out of the way. Be excellent. Okay. That's a classic. You got to like the classics. That's all I got. That's all I got. Here we go. I'm taking a, a, a page out of Jack's book here. All you nerds out there, don't forget to nerd out with your dice out. Huh? 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 You like yeah, it? yours is better. Yours is better. All right. All right. All right. Well, be excellent. pretty sweet. All right. Well, we'll catch uh, I, I just we'll stole catch from Bill and Ted. Of course you did, because they're awesome. <laughs> and now we have to talk about Bill and Ted next time. We'll catch up with you later. We'll catch, uh, we'll, you know, see what you're doing podcast wise and everything like that. So see you later, man.